There are so many things happening around the GTA for Father's Day. In Toronto, uh, specifically, the Taste of Toronto is going on. Uh, This is going to be at 20 local restaurants, including the Drake, uh, Bar Isabella, Bar Raval, which I hear is fantastic. They do tapas. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to I go went, there. I went in. It was a cold winter night. Yeah. They had a, the patio roofed in and heated, mm-hmm. and we waited forever to get a table. We uh, had some wonderful cocktails, but we mm-hmm. bailed on actually going in because we had to wait too long. Sounds like a double date to me. A Taste <laughs> of Toronto runs all weekend at Fort York Historic uh, Site, and tickets are required to enter. There's Taste a Little Italy going on on College Street. There's uh, Danforth Thrill of the Grill, Taco Fest, Toronto, the Beaches Rib Fest. Right over here, next door to Chorus Key, we've got at Sugar Beach, the Wine and Spirit Festival. And we're going to be talking with Scott Rando in about, I don't know, 10 minutes time. He's going to come in and tell us what we can expect with the Wine and Spirit show on Sugar Beach this weekend. Um, Tickets went on sale yesterday for the Invictus Games in Toronto. As the event marks its 100-day countdown, this, of course, is the game that will feature veterans from armed forces from uh, 550 competitors from 17 countries coming to Toronto to compete in 12 sports, including track and field, swimming, and uh, this is the first for the Invictus Games golf. And uh, opening up the show, Alyssa Cara, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, the tenors, they're going to be performing at the opening ceremonies. Your tickets are on sale now. Uh, and here's Prince Harry talking about the event. Sport is what would make the difference. Sport would help these guys and girls fix their lives and reconnect with those around them. And the spectacle of sport combined with stories of recovery against the odds would inspire everyone who saw it. Uh, Prince Harry also added that uh, the veterans, uh, they all felt so sad for what happened at the Grenfell Tower in London that a lot of them ran down to the site and were offering any assistance that they could give fellow Londoners. Uh, Simon Cowell has announced that he's planning a charity single to raise money for the survivors of that Grenfell Tower tragedy. I think the the number of dead now at around 30 people. It's just so sad. And all these well, people as well left homeless. Uh, that, and that's the thing. Remember, we were talking about all the celebrities who are going and saying, oh, yeah. how can we help? How can we help? Well, uh, here, this is how you help. Especially Adele. You mm-hmm. have to know she's going to be on that charity single, I would imagine. Um, speaking of charity and being nice to people, this is interesting. If you go to London, Ontario, and you spy brightly painted uh, they're like a baby blue or a sky blue painted old um, parking meter. They're now calling them ca- kindness meters. They've been set up in high traffic public spaces in London, Ontario. And it, ba- basically they're saying to people, you might not feel comfortable with handing out money directly to the homeless people. But if you have spare change, you can put them in there. The local Salvation Army is going to collect the coins and they will uh, direct 40 percent of the proceeds towards their in-house charity initiatives. And then the remaining 60 percent to be determined by suggestions on Kindness Meter's London Facebook page. I love this idea. That's pretty cool. When I first heard the term Kindness Meter, I thought, what a lame, stupid idea. But really... In practice, this sounds like it would be great because most people walk by a homeless person on the street. They see this grubby guy with his hand out, and they don't want to give him any money because they're thinking, oh, he's going to spend it on booze. He's going to spend it on drugs. You know what? Here's an excellent opportunity. You see the guy. You say, I'll drop it in here. Mm -hmm. Put it in the kindness uh, meter. And then someone can actually uh, help them out and put the allocated into something that will help rather than, you know, helping helping them continue on with whatever vice got them on the street in the first place.
Yeah, uh, you know, I always tend to think as I walk by these people, this is someone's dad, this is someone's brother, this is someone's kid. You know, they should be treated with respect. And, you know, who knows what put you on the street. Speaking of dads, a dating website for sugar daddies is offering families a chance to hire a dad to visit their home on Father's Day. You can, mom, single mothers, can pay up to $1,000 to rent a father that will barbecue, play sports with the kids, or give them the talk. Oh, I, I almost forgot. I, uh, I, uh, I bought some magazines. Do you want to just flip to the uh, center section? Well, this is the, this is the uh, female form, and uh, they have uh, focused on the breasts, uh, which are used uh, primarily to uh, feed young infants, and, um, and also uh, in foreplay. Yeah, that's from American Pie. Oh, no. I love that Eugene Levy scene. Oh, it's so right. uncomfortable. A thousand no. bucks? Would you pay someone a thousand bucks? No, no. You know what? I, for a kid that doesn't have a dad, a big brother is probably a better option for them. And I, what is this weird thing that some like single mother is going to hire some dude to come barbecue and talk to her kids? And who knows what else? This seems really, really gross. What do you want? It's the website that was put out there to to hook people up with the sugar daddy, yeah. right? Um, do you shower before you swim in a pool? I generally shower once a day, um, sometimes twice if I'm doing something dirty. But uh, I. No, but when you're going to go swimming in a, in a public pool, do you shower? I will not. I, I generally don't re shower, but I know that a lot of people make that part of the pool rules. You must shower before you get in because you're getting in there with all sorts of whether it's your. Uh, sweat or the shampoo and the soap that you're using and that's going to throw off the chemical balance in the pool yeah that's not why they tell you to shower do you know that this is an interesting story see i have uh periodically at different times if i feel like i'm it's one of those pools i will like just run my body underneath the shower Mm -hmm. you'll get yourself a little wet and then go in i never really understood what it was for but according to a new survey on swimming hygiene which was conducted for the water quality and health council in the united states More than half of the respondents seldom or never shower before going into the swimming pool. And the misconception is exactly what you're talking about. But the reality of why they want you to shower is to get rid of the parasite cryptosporidium, which can cause gastrointestinal problems when swallowed. Basically, the pool will not get rid of cryptobacteria. It can can be in the water for a long time. So they're saying that the public health message is a bit wrong. It's not just about wetting yourself mm-hmm. off, rinsing yourself off. You're supposed to soap yourself down. And uh, they said one in four adults surveyed said they will swim within an hour of having diarrhea. <laughs> I kid you. Who's, you know, if I have diarrhea, the last thing I think about is I'm going to go for a dip now. <laughs> you would feel really nice. Yeah. It's a nice, cool swim. You know what? I assume that kids are urinating in the pool most of the time anyway, so I avoid swallowing pool water at all costs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I yeah, don't this know. is this something is, to keep in mind. That's Sources even worse. recommend two weeks after you have diarrhea because you still may two be weeks. shedding germs. Two weeks? Yeah, that I is. I remember two weeks after I've had diarrhea. I put that so far out of my mind that I don't want to revisit that. Hey, this is bizarre. You know how Discovery does Shark Week? Every year. Well, their finale for Discovery's uh, Shark Week is going to be Phelps swimming against a great white shark. Michael I don't know Phelps? how. Yes. I don't know how they're going to do this. They are calling it Phelps versus shark. Great gold versus great white. <laughs> 
The release says, there are one of the fastest and most efficient predators on the planet, sharks. He is our greatest champion to ever get in the water. Michael Phelps, 39 world records. Let me try that again. Michael Phelps, 39 world records, 23 Olympic golds, but he has one competition left to win. An event so monumental, no one has ever attempted it before. The world's most decorated athlete takes on the ocean's most efficient predator, Phelps versus shark. The race is on. How are they going to do that? Well, that's going to be like what timed heat, right? They're not actually going to get him into right. the tank unless the other. If there are walls on either side of the shark lane, then I'm sure you can swim next to a shark all day long. I don't know, right? It's if you, all you need is some sort of plexiglass wall between him and the shark, and you're fine. It's hokey, but I kind of <laughs> I want to watch it in the same way I sat through the Geraldo Rivera trying to open up Al Capone's vault. <laughs> I sat through that as well. So uh, he also is doing uh, the Shark Week finale, Shark School with Michael Phelps, airing on July 30th. Phelps will be swimming within two feet of a hammerhead shark. They don't have big mouths, the hammerhead shark. How much damage are they going to do? They got big heads. I'd like to see him wrestle a shark. I don't think that's on the, that is not on the bill. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Not in. It's Shark Week. You can't wrestle a gator. I'm just thinking. We're putting Michael Phelps in the water to go head to head with some sort of beast. Why? Why not something? Why not make him wrestle it? (laughs) Does it sound too simple? I think it. It sounds like it'll work. Okay. Do you think the PETA people would be upset? Uh, Slightly. Hey, let's move on to your story about Star Trek. You have some Star Trek breaking news. Yeah, I do have a little Star Trek breaking news here. And this comes to us apparently. uh, Nicholas Meyer, who was the director of Wrath of Khan, which is one of the uh, favorite Star Trek movies of most fans, uh, was being interviewed. And he suggested that he had uh, been working not just on Star Trek Discovery. Which is being shot here in Toronto right now. And Mm -hmm. and Chris needs a walk-on part if you're listening. And you're involved in the production. <laughs> but also some other unnamed Star Trek feature that he's unwilling so, or unable to comment You're saying on. there's not just one. There's going to be two Star Trek projects po- in the near future. Potentially. And he, people ask, well, uh, can can we assume it's a we're, we're talking about uh, another movie? He said you can assume. So he's being a bit of a dick about it, being kind of coy about it, but he wanted to sort of float that out there. I don't know if he's just trying to create drama and create a rumor, but this is a guy who's uh, been in Hollywood for a long time. He did Time After Time mm-hmm. back in the 80s and, uh, and of course, uh, three Star Trek movies. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if for Star Trek fans that there may be, I'm kind of excited, not one but two I'm hoping. Now, can you stand can it? I, can I go deep down the rabbit no, hole for just a second? No, because you're going to knock over all the ear medicine you've got <laughs> lined up in the I'm hoping that the there's a, another series, hopefully uh, bringing back some of the cast members from the uh, Next Generation Deep Space Nine and Voyager. But uh, that, I have oh, no reason to believe that. My fingers and toes are crossed for you, Chris. <laughs> Except for the fact that the writers from Deep Space Nine got together and wrote a whole new season for the series. And they haven't shot it. They sh- they've written it. Maybe that's the one. Maybe that's going to be the one.